mm-hmm. like you can literally get yourself out of the situation mm-hmm. and that was another thing that i was doing while i was at the job i still was building up like my investment portfolios mm-hmm. i was investing in the stock market like i was making sure that i was putting money to grow and stuff like that so it wasn't like i just left and didn't have any type of foundation a lot of people they don't have a strong foundation once again in that that job environment i just couldn't do it man you want to know what's next they have their way and we have this way you're listening to the hatchet's way podcast with the mobile notary bagman himself mr andre c hatchet tune in the hatchet's way podcast Show in person, guests, producers, co-producers, huh. bands, J Money. What up, baby? <laughs> Authors. Yeah. Can we talk about that? We could talk about it. A million plus downloads from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about that too? We can talk about whatever you want to talk about, baby. <laughs> so today the topic is when should you quit your job? Mm. And the answer is I don't know when you should quit, but I'll tell you when we quit. Exactly. And that's my answer that um, people ask. Rightfully so. Generic questions to specific situations. Mm. And I can't tell you when to do what because our situation is different. But I'm going to try to give you guys some perspective. So I haven't had a job in a minute. I think it's been 12 years now. 12 years. 12 years. Some of the years have been better than others. Some of the years I might have to hide my car for a few months so it wouldn't get taken. And it got taken anyway. How dare you? But I got it back. Mm. I got it back. Proud of that. Uh, so th- it's not always easy. It's not always simple. But for me, it's worth it. So I want to get all this out the way up mm. front. Because now I'm doing fairly well. So people might be able to tell sometimes. But I, I went through the gamut. Uh, you have been out of the workforce for a year and change now. Yeah. How are you enjoying it? 2019 was the uh, last time I had a full nine to five. Okay. Uh, October 17th, 2019 was the day that I left. Okay. Um, that was actually when we came back from Atlanta from meeting you I the remember. first time. I remember. Um, yeah, that was so yeah, weekend. that was after that weekend. Uh, that was the, Yeah, that was the last time I had a full-time <laughs> job. Uh, between then, I have had like seasonal jobs working at UPS. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, get some holiday bread. Mm-hmm. They paying well. You ain't really doing shit. So mm-hmm. might as well go make the money mm-hmm. um but even those lasted what two months yeah like two months yeah. uh but it, nothing nothing bad mm-hmm. um but besides that what, what was the question again i'm sorry uh how do you feel not having a full-time mm, gig actually i feel great um honestly some of the things that you just touched touched on though you know there's some months that's better than other months yeah uh, especially whenever you're full-time entrepreneurship and you have an actual business that you're building up from the ground up yeah it's different than leaving and you having like investments paying you and different things of that nature so um it it, it's it's a different ballpark okay um and i know you say we're going to talk about when is the perfect time to leave your job Mm -hmm. and honestly there ain't one. I, yeah, I don't think there is a perfect time <laughs> to leave your job. And with us, the thing that kind of pushed me and made me jump off the porch was I, I was praying on it. I was praying on it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I, yeah, I believe in God. Mm-hmm. That's my faith. Um, so I was praying on it a lot. And I just kept on feeling like I kept on getting signs and signals saying, you know what, now is the time to do it. But every time I would get a signal, I'd pray again and keep on asking about <laughs> it, right? That's so. Deep. So like, you know, I had that fear. I was kind of scared to jump off the porch, yeah. honestly, yeah. because um, honestly, I was I had been at my job prior to that no longer than like a year, like since November 2018, whenever I got mm-hmm. that, that position. So, you know, I had been saving up some money. 
But I did lose some money because I was also new to trying to get into real estate. And uh, me and David, we ended up getting scammed out some some mm. bread. So my my investments, my savings, I, I kind of took a hit there. Um, then I had just bought a new truck earlier that year. But I still, once again, praying on it. Just praying like, on. yo, like, God, you know, tell you me. you regret leaving? Not not at all. Okay. Not at all. Even though um, someone's better than others, you're at, peace with, you're at peace with your decision. I'm at peace with my decision because okay. I, like, this is something that I chose to do. I believe in what I chose to do. Mm-hmm. So I can't really regret it. Um, sometimes I do wish, I was like, yo, I wish I would have had like a little bit more bread saved, saved up. up yeah. Just because, you know, it would have been a little safety in that. But yeah. at the same time, like, what I've been able to accomplish while away, I don't regret it, regret it at all because it's been able to give me the freedom to do so much more in my business. And mm-hmm. I really just appreciate that because now I don't have to worry about whenever I was at the job, I'm taking business calls. I'm <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm on your time, but yeah. quite frankly, fuck your time. Like, yeah, you, because you know you I still do. have my business going, so I'm taking mm. business calls. Like, I'm, I'm trying to answer text messages. And Been like, there. at the same time, I'm still trying to make content <laughs> while I'm on the job. Uh-huh. Like, I'm trying to do all of these things pertaining to my business. Mm. And that that's whenever I knew it was time for me to leave my business because my Ooh, business required so, so much, much more. of my attention and I'm like there's no way that I'm going to be able to take it to the next level while me trying to balance these two things out just because of the nature of what our business was uh one once again so heavy on content Mm -hmm. um we were actually tell everyone in the world knows you but for two people who might not tell them what you do okay so um I am one quarter of Black Wealth Renaissance, one of the co-founders of Black Wealth Renaissance. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty big uh, Instagram following. 400,000 <laughs> people plus. Um, t- he's humble ass <laughs> and he's a podcaster. Like, give me a break here. Uh, we do have one of the top uh, podcasts Speak in the nation. Um, uh, top 50. Yeah, we've got up to like Stupid. 23 um, in wow. the nation. Um, we've actually reached number one in like Jamaica and mm. Barbados, different places like that. Rock so, you know, yeah, um, we've we reached number one in a few countries. Um, also, like you said, we are author. Um, we have a book called Manage Your Money, mm-hmm. like the 1%, a step-by-step guide to taking control of your finances. Um, and plus, we also got content, like we do courses and everything like there that. Um, and they produce my podcast. Yeah, um, produce podcasts as well. Income stream as well. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the spill, Kay. No problem. Kay, you, you, you can tell he loves entrepreneurship because that boy will go say, entrepreneurship, there's something about it. You know you, you know who also loves it? David Sham. Nah, for When me. he talks about entrepreneurship, that boy gets, he gets in a zone. I, and David, I, don't, I don't know shout what Shout out it, David Sham. I don't know Great what it dude. is about it, though. It, it's a thing. Yeah, I think it's, you got to have a different mentality. It's different. I used to think I was crazy, bro. You are. <laughs> we have to be crazy. You are a crazy person. I've accepted it, though. I'm like, you know what? I'm fine with being a crazy person. How do we leave getting paid every two weeks to not knowing when we're going to get? You got to be nuts for that. You get paid weekly or every two weeks to not knowing. You got to be sick in the head. All right, here we go. So when should you quit your job? I don't know, but I'm going to give you some things to think about. Mm. And again, uh, I hope everyone's doing well. Andre Hatch here. I haven't had a job in 12 years. I was working as a teacher's aide and a youth basketball coach. That was the only career I ever had. I didn't make a lot of money there, but it was very rewarding work. I think the top pay was like forty five, fifty thousand. And if I would have still been there now, it would have been seventy, maybe, maybe all these years later. So do I have regrets on quitting? Absolutely, fucking not. I could do that in a month now. 
<laughs> so I don't talk do. your shit then. Uh, so when so here's some things to think about. Number one, responsibilities. So mm. when I left, I didn't. I wasn't in a relationship. Um, I had probably six months worth of reserve state on deck. Very important part, mm-hmm. Jay and D. I already own property. Mm. That's important because you need consistent income on paper to to qualify for a mortgage. So I already mm-hmm. had owned the property. Already had it. Used my W two income for that. And you need at least two years for most lenders of self-employed or business income to qualify. Mm-hmm. So I, I had the property. Shout out to owning property, own to be on, get with it, heat up, uh, buy Dre's course, Chicago Dre, what up? So I already did that. I didn't, ha- if I would have had a, a re- been in a relationship, if I would have had kids, if I would have been married, my, my six months might have had to be a year mm-hmm. or eight months. I don't know. But for me, that was enough. Four to six months or so, already owned the property. That was one. Uh, two, how much debt do you have? Are you on time with your bills? That's something to think about. How much debt is a consumer debt? Are you on time with your bills? I was in a good position. Everything was being paid on time. It was straight. So I felt comfortable doing that. Number three, your focus. Mm. What should your level of focus be from one to 10 before you quit your job? And I, I'm going to say this real quick. Are you automatically going to get focused once you quit your job? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay, so this this real that's real 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 heavy. And I kind of want to talk about some of the things that you just hinted mm-hmm. on, like the responsibilities, yeah, um, the investment property, and everything like that. So one, I was in the same type of position. Okay. I didn't have too much responsibilities. Most okay. I had, like I said, was my truck, truck, um, insurance, and I had like a phone bill. Okay. Once again, wasn't in a relationship, okay. no kids. Like single guy, so mm. I was comfortable with taking that risk. I had like three months of of expenses saved up, mm-hmm. and once again, I was paying everything on time, so all of that was straight. Uh, credit score was kind of strong, like I had got it to where I was like, okay. even if I do like if I take these calculator risks and they go down a little bit, I'm still comfortable with that because one, I understand how the credit system works, and then I understand you know I can come back from this. But I at least got to make sure it's calculated and it won't negatively affect me for a long, long term. Um, then three, the focus. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> that, that's a big one. So Yo, I need more hours. If I quit my job, I'm going to have all these hours I, I, for the first two weeks or month when I had left. I was eating ice cream. It was like two weeks. I was eating like kind of one o'clock eggnog ice cream. It was good too. And, and my sister, I think it was like my mom chilling one day. My sister gave me like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. I'm just enjoying it." But I, you have all this free time. You got to be focused. Nah, that's a big fact, and that was something that I was adamant about, like right off the jump, because whenever I did quit. I was living at home with my people. You did. Okay. So like I quit. I don't wanna I don't wanna be over here looking stupid, like waking up late, like mm. I'm lollygagging and bullshitting. So something about me, I always wake up early, I go work out. You do. So I yep, made yep. sure, you know, I wake up, I'm gonna go work out. And then after that, I made sure that uh we had an office space. So I was in the office space, like, yo, if I'm not here, I'm going to the office space. I'm at least go to a place where it looks like I'm working and I'm being productive because if I would have stayed home, there's two things that was happening. That's fair. Now they think, oh, I have all this free time. Now now I can get him to do all of these All the errands. Yeah, I can go run all of these errands for you. And then two, (laughs) now, once again, you're free at home and you're in a comfortable environment. So now you're like, okay, I don't have to do as much because now I'm at home. I'm chilling. Yeah. Like, this is chill mode. Mm-hmm. No. 
If you can, I don't care if it's a library, like wherever it is, get out that damn get house. out of the house and go to a productive environment. Get out because that now house. you're not sitting where you're at home chilling. You got the ice, but you got the refrigerator where you could go get the eggnog ice cream. It was good. Chill. I'm gonna get you some. know, you got some chips and everything. You can watch some Netflix for the next three hours, or I go put, turn on the PlayStation. It's and too Ben's easy to like, be comfortable at home. Exactly. Too comfortable. So. Too easy. That was some of the things that I put in place to help stay focused. Now, I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. I still had time. So, you know, sometimes downtimes at the office, I'm gonna get my truck, I'm gonna go ride. I'm gonna yeah. go hit hit up, see what my friend's doing. Like, yeah. cause some of them, they not all working at the same time, like during the week. So <laughs> let me go see what you guys are uh -huh. doing. Then I had to, you know, realize I'm getting unfocused. Let me make sure I get back on track. Let me make sure that I'm being productive. Mm -hmm. But another thing is, was that check don't come in? That's when that's when shit get real. That, that, that that's when you focus. wake up. That will you, 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 It's two weeks <laughs> in. You're like, fuck my account going that down. Was. I don't really see nothing coming in. Wait, what I'm going to do? That will get you on track. Exactly. Let, let me ask you this now. So, so now you have the option to work home most days when you aren't, you know, obviously recording. Uh, are you more productive home working or at the office working? Office. Nine times out of ten office, man. I'm not going to lie. It's some days at home where it's like you can be productive. So, or it's just like, you know, you wake up and you're in that vibe. Like It's tougher, though. It's tougher to keep it. Exactly, it's because I'm so comfortable. I'm a, I'm a step away from the TV. I, I go sit down and eat. I turn mm -hmm. on the TV for lunch. That turns into to me watching watching something or me doing this or me getting bored and saying oh i forgot let me go clean out the uh this or whatever you know it's been a while since yep. i touched that so definitely more productive at the office just because i'm around more other people being productive mm -hmm. as well so i don't want to be the only person looking like i'm not doing nothing mm. so that that's kind of like the takeaway that i have from it Get out the house. Get, um, Get out that space. damn house. Uh, Easiest thing, you like You might I look said. at it as an expense. Library, bro. Library. It's free. If As long as you live in the county or parish that you're in, your library should be public access. And I like the co-working model, personally, because they have tea there. Mm -hmm. I, they have coffee. I don't drink coffee like that. But and they, and, they, and they have other entrepreneurs mm, there. That you always run into. So even if you're paying, you might look at it as an expense, but that two to, let's say it costs between two and $400 a month month for, for most uh, on an entry level. Mm -hmm. I look at it as this. If I get one idea, that's paid for right there. One idea that can help me make me money. One it's, clearer vision, it's, not, it's paid for itself. Not even the idea. Like like you said, you run into other entrepreneurs yep. as well. Now you're growing your network Ooh. because guess what? Some of these entrepreneurs, one, they were, they were in your current position. Yeah. You could talk to them. Hey, what was it like leaving yeah. your job? What was it like mm -hmm. taking that step? Ooh. How did you get to that next level. Like what was some of the hardships that you faced? Mm -hmm. So you got that, but they also see all of the entrepreneurs in here. Like they're pretty friendly people. I don't know too many entrepreneurs that's just like assholes and like, yo, don't talk to me. Like yeah. every time I come in here, I'm, so, I'm talking to everybody. Like, something. Exactly, I'm talking that's to deep. everybody. So now I'm building a network. Oh, you do real estate or you do this? Now you can start figuring out, okay, how can I plug and play and see if there's anybody that one, I can be a value to, because once again, you always make more whenever you provide value, but yes. how can I also use these people for my network as well? Like if there's anything that I got going on that I might need to lean plug on. Plug them in. Exactly. Whew, I like that. Um, your relationship situation and gender. Mm. This is important. Gender. Are you a woman? Are you a man? Are you in a relationship? Mm. Um, someone is in a relationship in this room? Okay. <laughs> uh, you you want to talk about it? Uh, sure. Why, why not? Okay. 
So uh, you're in a relationship now. You have to factor money into your relationship, correct? For yeah, it that's to, a big for, fact. For, yeah. For, a big, a big <laughs> you ain't even going to hold back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Women want to be happy. That's all I'm going to say. Women want to be happy and things cost money. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it all the way funky right all now. All the way funky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If you weren't in a relationship, maybe you wouldn't have a part-time gig. Wow, that's real. And that's important to know because we can act like, and women say this sometimes and they mean well, I'll hold you down, you figure it out. This self-employed money is real nice. If you want the entire blueprint with the step-by-step process of starting your mobile notary business, then we've got the solution for you. Learn how to land clients, the power of low-cost marketing strategies, easy logo and website design, how to notarize wills, power of attorneys and loan closing documents, and so much more. All for this special price. For more details, notarybootcamp.com. That's notarybootcamp.com. Right. While, while you figuring it out, I, I think about my homeboy that's in here. I've been not building another entrepreneur mentality. While you figuring it out, they might be holding you down, but guarantee that whole time they in your ear like, hey, why don't you just go get a job? Why don't you just go get a job? Because you you trying to get this, but I think it's because our brains are wired differently. Yeah. Hmm. We see down the line. Yeah. They see right, right now. now. Right now. And they have friends, and they have family members that they have doing all of these other things. And they have the other guys who like them, which they won't talk about. But they have all these things around. So here's the deal, right? Um, me as a man, we're all traditional for the most part. Mm-hmm. What we say, right? Old fashioned traditional. Not say we have to pay for everything, but if we do, that's cool. Not having enough money to hold your own in a relationship puts you in a position to where you're most likely going to be looked at as an infant. Mm. People don't talk about that. No. A, a child. Let's talk about it. A grown man child. A grown, oh, that's the worst. Like a big ass teenager. And it's not going to come out all the time. But her tone of voice is going to change. <laughs> the way she talks to you is going to change. Um, how she says things are going to change. And when you ask her to do something or tell her mm. what not to do or your suggestion, it's easier for her to look at you like, like, what, what are you talking to? If you don't have income coming into the household. And this is why I say the page depends on your gender and, and your old school values or not lack of thereof. Can you handle that? Do you want to go through that? I think men should always have money coming in, but men mm-hmm. in a relationship need to always have money yeah. coming in. Especially when you start wanting to add family and start thinking about expanding and all that. Yeah. Fam. It's and now the money can come from unconventional methods. Of course, all legal. But yeah, we ain't uh, talking about drugs no, no, and look, trapping. Like, I don't go we to ain't j- talking about scamming either. No, no, like don't go to jail for no, that's just stupid, nah. man. Like, like life is good out here. Even your even hard days, like life is still good. Um, you gotta have money coming in as a dude. Uber. Lift, mm-hmm. whatever, mobile notary like us, yeah, whatever. You gotta have income coming in as a dude, especially if you're in a, so. If you're gonna go for your dreams, she might say, "I'm hold it down." Whatever her, she has a window. She might not even know mm. it. She has a window in which she'll accept that. I think the window is usually under three months. For it, it, after that, she's gonna start talking to you crazy. So keep these things in mind. Gotta before. have the results. 
before you go jump off that porch. Yeah. If you're in a relationship or in or plan on being one, it's good for the self-esteem. What's your thoughts on what, on what I just said? No, nah, I think that's big facts. Like, I ain't gonna lie. So whenever I was transitioning, me and my girlfriend, we were, rocky, we were going through the Rocky phase, and we mm. actually ended up breaking up. So that was another reason why I was just like, you know, I'm comfortable with it. Like, mm. it is what it is now. Mm. Like, I don't have to worry about this. I don't have this, you know, hanging over my head. So... If I would have kept, if I would have had a girlfriend, I probably wouldn't have left my job at the same time either. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. Um, and so I definitely agree with every man needs to have some money coming in. But another thing is, I ain't gonna lie, me as a man, if I can't provide for my woman, because like you said, we traditional. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm less than because I don't want her looking Even at me like that. Even internally, exactly. It you. Like it bothers me. Like you might tell me it's fine. But I don't want to be like, oh, yo, I can't even do this. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to go to the movies? And I'm like, nah, not today, babe. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's one thing if, you know, we got it. We on a budget. We going to this. But it's That's another thing when you, you just it. broke as shit and, and you, you don't can't have do it. it for for everyday essential exactly. items. Exactly. And, and providing for has a lot of parameters, right? I, I know some people, every bill in that household, they're covering. Mm-hmm. Noble. On a bare minimum basis, you got to be coming up with slightly more than half. Yeah, exactly. Like, slightly I don't want you to half. have to pay half. You, you got to get over that 50, 50 percent of Big it. Facts. You, you got to. Yeah. Uh, like I think about the way my, my parents always handle stuff. My mom's always worked, right? Mm-hmm. So my parents have been married. Luckily, I grew up parent household. Shout out to stuff. them. Shout out to my parents, Black Love. Mm-hmm. But uh, my dad always handled all the major expenses. Yeah. My mom does the little minor household things. Mm-hmm. They don't really break the bank. And that works for them. Yeah. And that works for them. You find, and, and another thing I want to get into is find a system that works for your household. Mm. I know people who have a good thing at home, but they watch Instagram and YouTube, and, and, and her this. boyfriend's doing this, and his girlfriend's doing that, and they let they, their other, they let the freaking Instagram relationship mess up theirs because of their operational um, systems. If you're in a happy position with whatever you guys agreed on, stick with what's working for y'all. Big facts. D- don't mess it up for Instagram and YouTube. Don't be no goofies trying to put, <laughs> trying to, in, uh, put, God damn it, we're going to have to edit this part out. But don't be no goofies mm-hmm. trying to stunt for the timeline. No, please don't. P- p- please don't. Uh, stunt for your Roth IRA. Ooh, I like that. That's stunt a shirt. Stunt for your ebook. That's a shirt. <laughs> stunt for your Roth IRA. That's hard. <laughs> Son for TD Ameritrade. Um, another thing. So, so, all right. Back to my personal situation is I left when I had my business bringing me in mm. more than what I was making a week at the gig. Now, for me, a, a week at the gig wasn't paying much, four to five hundred dollars a week. So, for you, I don't know if you need to make more, but it was consistent enough for me to feel comfortable. So, with my mobile notary business, shout out to mobile notary business, link oh, no. below. Um, I was making with the business while working part time, while, while working full time, eight hundred to fifteen hundred a week or so consistently. That, that was enough for me. Yeah, he's like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was making like hundred dollars a day at the job. Like this is working. That was enough money for me. But I started the business before I left. Mm, that I was did something it part I was times. Thinking, I was thinking in my head too before you brought that up. A lot of times people want to leave the jobs before they even got any proof of concept. Start in the evenings and on and on weekends. Uh, what's, what's that quote? Nine to five is, uh, pays bills. Six minutes is where you build your empire. That's exactly. it. It's real. That was my real life. I was doing notary jobs four, five, six to, till 10 o'clock at night and on weekends. So I had the proof of concept. I had, I felt comfortable enough. I had enough money and savings. 
I boogied. Here's another thing that a lot of people don't know about of my journey. I left the workforce twice. Hmm. So I, I left when things were really popping, D. Uh, but then the 2008 crash happened. And with me, I was performing mostly loan closings with my notary business. Hmm. Bank stopped lending. I mean, we were doing numbers at that point. They just shut down the lending, the refinances, the, the home purchases. So my eight to $1,500 a week was like $200 a week. And another thing happened. I was in a relationship. Mm. I was in a relationship, and the woman I was involved with had a child. Oh. All right. Um, not telling people two, two, mouths, two mouths to feed. And really? I, three? Three, yeah, because I got to eat, too. I got to eat. Hey, man, I'll be hungry. Uh, so our relationship, and I... Uh, acted as a father figure. Um, that's, if I'm going to date a woman with a child, I'm, I'm going yeah, to do that. Like, or I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to exactly. halfway do it. That just doesn't work. So school trips, I went on school trips, clothes shopping, uh, all that all that great stuff, right? So I needed money. So I went back to the same job that I had before. Even though I don't like jobs like that, I do a good job while I'm there. So I, I left. Uh, I went back to the workforce. I was like, damn, I just can't. can't. I, was trying to, I was trying to hold out, too. I was trying to convince myself, but it wasn't clicking. So I went back. I got hired back the same day, actually. I was like, okay, hey, Andre, where you been? I was like, you know, just doing business. Um, I saw you guys were hiring. Eating ice hiring. cream, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped eating ice cream every day. <laughs> that was funny, though. Um, and, and I asked, you know, I saw there was an opening for eighteen sixty an hour. Um, she was like, yeah, you want it? Okay. Uh, how soon can you start? I was like, today. She's like, okay, head to Ward School. That was the school that I was at. Head to Ward School. And I was back out there working. Now, I did it for a year, then I left again. Um, had more money saved, more clients at that time, and I felt better. And I, I'm just not a long-term job kind of guy, to be honest with you. And the relationship was over. So I didn't have the extra people to Depend. provide yeah. for. So, But that, that was my last time. So you might have to leave twice. You might have to go back and figure things out. Be okay with that. Um, it's not worth you losing your livelihood. It's not worth you... you, you losing uh, your vehicles in your home. Sometimes you got to suck up that pride and go back. That's part of my journey. Mm. I, I kind of want to ask you about that. Let's do it. Like with you losing those vehicles, you, you alluded to it earlier. Like what was that process like and how did you how did you even like get through that? Yeah, so the funny thing, the time when I lost the car was actually money mismanagement. Mm. I was so pissed off because I had times early on where it was lack of money. Which is which is you know which is no set of problems. This was money mismanagement, and I was so pissed off with myself because I know this stuff. So I I got into um, a car accident. Things were things were kind of rocky for a while, uh, but then I started to pick back and get back on my feet. And I had the money, and I don't know what I was doing or thinking, but I just wasn't paying my car note, and I was trying to hide it. They found it and they took it. Then I had to pay this exorbitant amount of money to get it back. Yeah. Luckily, I was able to scrape up the money to get it back. And yeah, I've been on it financially and organization-wise from that. That's another reason why I, I outsource a lot of stuff now and I have people handle tasks that I might yeah. be able to handle myself. I don't handle enough shit. I need to make sure these things are done. <laughs> make sure it's all is the IRS paid, paid? Is this paid? Even if it's an auto pay, I still have people check to make sure it's paid because it was... It was embarrassing, it was humili humiliating, and it didn't have to happen mm. at that point. Earlier on when I was going through this this stuff, that's when it should have happened, but I, didn't, I had a paid-off car then. I had an older paid-off car. That's another thing. Don't buy a new car before you – don't do that. 
unless you're going to go the Torah route like these guys do and, and have proof of concept with the Torah route, but don't splurge before you nah. leave. That's when you chill. That's when you... I, and I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I think that was my biggest regret of my whole process, me getting into that truck, honestly. That truck? Like, I, I love my truck, but I had a whole plan before then, right? Um, and I remember talking to the girlfriend at that time. Um, we had talked on New Year's, and I was in this old beat-up-ass uh, 2000 Ford Explorer, white Ford Explorer. And uh, my plan was, I'm going to just keep this shit as long as I can. I'm trying to get me a rental property first. Yeah. Like, I was like, yo, this is my goals. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get a rental property. Mm, that would have been So, it. I'm not going to lie, during the holiday season, my truck did break on me a few times. Left me kind of stranded. Mm. So it kind of influenced me into, yo, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off right now. Like, F this truck. So I kind of mm. I kind of abandoned my plan for that. And it kind of threw me off. That's why whenever I got into this truck and I ended up depleting some more of my savings for the down payment and mm -hmm. everything like that. So that that's probably like my biggest regret. Yeah. Buying that truck because now I went from me being able to save this amount of money to now I got to pay this this bill every month yeah. and make sure that I'm taking care of this responsibility. I really just wish I would have got into that investment property first, first and, and then like just rocked out after that. I, I tell him this all the time. I was like, yo, I should have just took me a $5,000 uh, personal loan, mm. fixed up my truck, just got it running like good to yeah. where it was like very reliable and dependent and then just paid that off boosted my credit score up more and then just went go buy me a property. Whew. But it's all, it's, it's a learning experience. It's a, it is a learning experience. Um, damn, that's good. Paperwork. Most people hate paperwork, but I get paid to make it efficient. If you're looking for a pandemic proof, low startup cost business to help you leave your nine to five and make more money, I can help you out with that. I was overworked, underpaid y'all, working as a teacher's assistant. But then I found a pandemic-proof business, the mobile notary business, that allowed me to quit my nine to five, 10X my income, and give me time freedom. I am Andre C. Hatchett, 15-year mobile notary veteran and founder of the Notary Business School. We have helped thousands of people from all over the country start and grow their business. I have a two through 12K club where I show people just like you how to make between two and $12,000 a month. Click the link below and I'll show you how. When should you leave the job? Another, another thing to factor in, how much were you making at the job? Mm. This, is, this is a big one. How much do you need to live? That freedom number. When I say need to live, I didn't say how much do you need to live luxuriously. I didn't say how much you need to live fancy. How much, what, what's the bare minimum number in which you need to live? All your bills is taken care of. So some people might make $8,000 a year at the job. Let's say their take home is $7,000 a month, right Jack? Mm -hmm. If they look at their debit card and their bank and their credit cards, most people have a lot of fluff there. Things that they didn't need to buy, but they bought because they know mm -hmm. they're getting paid every two weeks. A lot of people, let's say they make $7,000 take home, they can probably live off of four. Yeah. They, they can probably live off of three. So I don't think you always have to make um, what you got at work. What you got at work. I think you need to know the minimum amount. And if you're making that minimum amount, let's go with $4,000 a month from your business part time and on weekends, evenings and weekends. If you're doing that for, let's say, five, six months straight, you might have an, enough money coming in monthly for you to feel comfortable leaving. How do you feel about that? Nah, I think that's a big facts. Like I said, that freedom number. 
a lot of the times we overestimate or like you said, we see what we getting from the job. So we like, okay, I got to match that. Gotta match but that. we don't understand, like you said, all of the frivolous spending that we do during the week. Oh, you know, I'm running late. So let me pick up this breakfast. Oh, let me get that. Let yeah. me, let oh. me, uh, or I get to the office and I see they're putting in this order for lunch. Mm. I bought my lunch, but you know what? That sounds kind of good. Let me, good. let me let me go with what they're go- <laughs> got going on. Yeah. So like all of those type of spending habits and really just not paying attention to, like you said, even some uh, maybe an unnecessary trip, or maybe you you went go do this, or you you just bought this these earrings that you really didn't need. You didn't need but it, but you you got it because you're like, you know what? I worked hard. They stressed me out at work this week. I'm gonna go buy that for myself. I'm gonna hop in right there. They stress you out at work. Mm. I think a lot of people overspend their income, which is, which, is why, which is why most people don't save their money because they hate their job so much. So, so they kind of got to get their happiness mm-hmm. outside because you hate your damn job. You hate your freaking balls. So now you're going to overspend and overindulge on outside curricular stuff because you hate your job. And you, got, and you, got, and you, and you justify it by saying, I got to be happy somewhere. You talk it, and I actually want to shout out Anthony for this. Because we went to brunch last week and he said something that stood out to me. He was like, yo, I can't just be living my life on the weekends. Mm, I was like, deep. damn. I was like, I never looked at it like that with a nine to five. He was that's like, he's like, I only get to enjoy myself on the weekends because I'm doing. working nine to five. And I think that's another reason why people spin like that because we're trying to make sure we get all of our fun out two on two days, two Saturday, days. Sunday, maybe Friday night, three maybe. days, three, two days in the night. Mm-hmm. Like, you're trying to make sure that you can have all of this fun during this weekend. Yeah. Kind of like whenever you starve yourself and then you go and eat and you overeat <laughs> you now your stuff. Yeah. Now you're just like, yo, why did I do that? Same thing with spending. We don't have no fun during the week. Maybe we stress. You work in a highly stressful job. Now you get to the weekend. It's just like, yo, let me go have all the fun I can. Let me go do all of these things. Let me go spend all of this money so I can make sure I enjoy. I can make sure that the eighty works that eighty hours of work that I just put in it at least amounts to something. It at least amounts to something. Think about it. Mm. That's why I'm not a, a firm believer that you have to have an exact number saved before you leave the job. I. I do think six months is yeah, it's is, pretty, it's pretty fair. It's, just, it's pretty fair, and the, and if you're having money coming in um, on a monthly basis or weekly basis through your business, which I hope you start before you leave the mm-hmm. full time gig, because you might be so depressed there, fam, you might not save any money because because you hate that shit so much. Mm. So take that into consideration. Uh, what other factors should people consider before they leave the gig? We went over savings, mm-hmm. starting your business already or mm-hmm. side business, full time business. If you're if you want to buy real estate, have uh, buy the property first because it's harder yeah. to get when you don't have. Ooh, even just like once again, my situation because mm-hmm. I watched David go through this. Even mm-hmm. if maybe you're a person living with your parents, living with your people, make sure you purchase or get your own space before if you know you're about to transition because um. once again that w-2 income they want to make sure that you got this w-2 income coming in before you get into this property or else they'll do you like like they was trying to do david hey yo either you have this w-2 income or you can pay six months up front yeah that's that's, that's yeah that's five thousand fam that's a down payment like that's a down payment like why would i do that like that's that's ludicrous. Because, because people do it. People exactly. Do it yeah. Exactly. So mm. like, make sure you you have a place to stay too, like yeah. a firm place where you're comfortable with staying. Mm. 
Now, there are some people who are never going to leave the nine to five world, and I don't knock them a damn day. I don't knock them a day. If you are enjoying that world, if you need the security, you rock out. But that's not really who I talk to for most of my conversations. Most of my conversations are good to people who have aspirations on on I doing. Hated that shit, bro. Like you I hate. felt like when I tell you, I would dread going into work, and it wasn't even just because it was depressing. Yeah, I'm not even like a literally bad employee. Depressing. Like I would literally go into work and do my thing. Like nah, man. No, it, it ain't. It was just so depressing because it was the environment for me. So many people racism who, who were like trapped, not even just the racism, like people who had that lack, that me. lack mindset. Mm-hmm. I hear about, oh, my wife is this and I, I, I got all of these problems at home or I can't save any money. Fam, you just told me how you went go get drunk this whole weekend. <laughs> you just told me how you went travel and blow all of this bread like. How are you? How are you so messed up in the mind that you don't even understand what situation you're currently in? Mm-hmm. Like you can literally get yourself out of the situation. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing that I was doing while I was at the job. I still was building up like my investment portfolios. Mm-hmm. I was investing in the stock market. Like I was making sure that I was putting money to grow and stuff like that. So it wasn't like I just left and didn't have any type of foundation. A lot of people they don't have a strong foundation. Once again, in that that job environment. I just couldn't do it, man. Yeah. Just because it was so sickening and just feeling like, yo, I got this person with this negative stuff in my energy, yep. I, in my ear. I got this person. I also got this customer coming in who's complaining and they got all of these problems. Yep. Then I also got to make sure that I do all of these little bullshit tasks, taking out trash and all of this shit. Mm. And it, it was just too much for me. That's why I personally can't do the nine to five job because I can't control my environment. Fair. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. Uh, what, so, so uh, I'll this question. Well, what keeps you motivated? Mm-hmm. Why haven't you had a job in going on over 12 years now? What keeps you motivated? So here's the thing. I'm not 100% every day, all day motivated. motivated by entrepreneurship. I'm not. I'm not 100%. It's, it's, it's up That's there, That shit's stressful. I'm, I'm going to be honest with it's you. Entrepreneurship is stressful. Totally. But here's. The winds feel good. The winds feel magnificent. Mm. But that doesn't even always motivate. I always hate having a job. That's what motivates me. Nah, those big facts. That right there motivates me enough to do what I got to do to remain out in what I call the free world. Mm. Hating the opposite is sometimes motivation enough. And, and I'll I, I use a sports analogy. The great players, they love winning. They hated losing. They more. hated losing more than they love the fucking winning. They hated losing more than they love the fucking winning. That motivated them enough to not have that, have that feeling defeat. enough. And for me personally, personal thing, I wake up so every every now and then, like in a sweat that I'm at a job, like like a, I had a dream, and I'm like in a sweat, like drenched, like, oh, like what happened, like oh god, because <laughs> I was working for the man again. <laughs> because the oppression, I don't deal with oppression well. I don't deal with biting my tongue well, and there were some instances where I had to bite my tongue mm. because of racism. Mm. And, and other factors and I freaking hated it so I, but, but I use it as motivation I use it as I'm going to save this money and not go out on the weekends for two years because I need to not live through this past a certain time frame and, and, and I actually tweeted about that yesterday about actually I think it was this morning about self-discipline yeah. a lot of times people look at self-discipline as you can't have fun yeah. that's not what you were saying no. you said for these next two years 
I'm going to do this to get to this goal. It'd be minimal fun. Yeah, it'd be minimal fun until I get where I got to get. Exactly. Like, think about it. Two years. Yeah. Two freaking years. 24 months. Mm -hmm. You said, I'm going to do this for the next two years. You freaking live your life, fam. Like, oh, well, my life is lit. Like, whenever this man travel, he book one way tickets. Yeah, he like, yo, I'm gonna leave whenever I leave, whenever I want to whenever leave. Whenever I'm out, yeah, like, I'll, I'll see you when I see you. But it was the dedication that you put in, the goal that you put in to say, you know what, this is greater than the fun that I want to have right yeah, now. That's it. Delayed gratification. You do what you need to do to get where you gotta get. And when you get there, you can mm. live life how you want to live. But what are you going to do to get there? But I'm going to go back to what I said before. <laughs> Hating the opposite enough is motivation. That's big facts. Some people are, are in a relationship, not me. Some people are all in, well, I am in a relationship. I was about to say, well, wait, nah, wait, wait, wait. Right hey, honey, she's out there. Some people are in a relationship that they don't like that mm. much. That's not me. I love my relationship. Some people are in one that they don't like that much. So I want to think about dating and going out there and dating on the on the open market again. They're like, I got to go out so with much. seven yeah. people to to maybe one likes me that I like. All right. He's not that up. bad. Yeah. All right, honey. Let's 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 let's, let's figure this thing out. What do you need me to do here? <laughs> so the opposite sometimes can motivate you. Mm. Um, and another thing, some people might say, well, Dre, I hear what you're saying, Jalen. I got you. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what my business is going to be. Pick a business that works. Pick a business that has the opportunity for you to make money sooner than later. Not a huge startup cost. You don't have to be fucking passionate about it. But it, but I call it. You ever heard of the term um, uh, a gateway drug? Yeah, a gateway business. Mm. It gets you to the next destination. It gets you out of the nine to five world. It, it shows you, wow, I can make money. Pick one. We did episodes uh, and we called out a few: appraiser, home inspector, published author, mobile notary public. <laughs> pick one. Pick what works for you. But you don't have to love your first business or any of your businesses, but can it help you get from here to there? Mm. I call that a victory. I call it a victory, too. And one, to piggyback off of that, mm -hmm. just look up some of the hottest industries that's going on right now. Like, that's a great way to figure out what business you want. Like, I was mm -hmm. recently looking through some notes last night, and I saw, like, I was mapping out, like, these are some of the hottest industries in 2018. And I was mm. like, oh, shit, I didn't even know I was thinking like that in 2018. <laughs> but I'm like. Surprise yourself. Exactly. But it's so smart because now you know, okay, this is what's trending. And you mm. might not be able. So one of them was like the marijuana business. I might not have been able to be like a grower or something, but there's still services that they need that something. you can get in on this industry something. to make money. I tweeted this mm. earlier today, too. All you need is 1% of a billion dollar industry. Ooh. Hope this helps somebody. There's no perfect formula to get there. Mm -mm. Start with what you got. Make it happen. If it's a plan of yours. If not, I respect you anyway. But still have some side money coming. Invest I'm not letting that you slide. Shit. I'm not letting you have no investments, no side yeah. money coming in. No. I love my job. Well, stay there. I didn't tell you to fucking leave. <laughs> but you need to have something on the side. Um how can we follow you? How can we support you? So look, look, this is what y'all need to do. Y'all need to follow us at Black Wealth Renaissance. Black Wealth Renaissance Hi, on yeah. Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is BWR underscore movement. BWR underscore movement. You can also join Black Wealth Renaissance Academy. Ooh. BWR Academy. It's the new hottest online online community on the internet. Like you, if you're not in there, you lack it. Right there. We're talking mm -hmm. about personal finance. We're making sure people understand the principles of finance. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you tap into that too. If you want to be a part of it, just go to BWRAcademy.com. That's all you need to do. We made it really simple for you um also follow me on my personal page at underscore j clark 
06 underscore J Clark 06. I made it really simple for everybody. I used to have a long, hard ass name, but Change I made it that. simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> right, so yeah, that's how you can uh, keep in keep in touch with us. The Hackers Way Podcast season two is fucking fire. We live. Don't ever get in the way. There's ten podcasts out there that got this one beat. Mm. After that, it's us. Nah, fuck that. We number one. <laughs> no, I respect what y'all doing and my other hey, friends. Hey, man, it is what I, it I is. I respect what they're doing. I'm fine with being the 10th. But th- that 10th spot, I own that shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. God damn it. It's Ep- our year. Episode two. Heat up on these fools. Peace. You've been listening to the Hatchet's Way podcast with Andre C. Hatchet. Be sure to follow Andre on Instagram at Andre C. Hatchet. That's A-N-D-R-E-C-H-A-T-C-H-E-T-T. Or if you want some of the flyest merch on the planet, go to ownorbeowned.co. That's ownorbeowned.co. And as always, you can check out how to become a successful mobile notary at notarybootcamp.com. That's notarybootcamp.com. We'll see you here next time. Yeah!